Welcome to the Serviced Accommodation Property Podcast. This podcast by Kevin Paneskis, also known as the Property Soldier, covers all aspects of serviced accommodation and how to make it a profitable and sustainable business. Kevin started investing in property in 1991 whilst serving in the British Army and now owns a multi-million pound property portfolio and serviced accommodation business and is a best-selling author. And now your host, Kevin Paneskis. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Serviced Accommodation Property Podcast. And today I'm going to be talking about guest access and whether or not you're going to be doing meet and greet in your service accommodation units. Now with guest access, there's lots of different ways you can do it. You can leave the keys for your apartment. There's a company called Keynest and they have lots of sites around the UK and it could be in a, uh, a corner shop or a garage or something like that that are affiliated to Keynest, and you can uh, leave your keys there with those people and your guests are given directions of where to find the uh, Keynest place, given your keys and um, further instructions on, on where your uh, apartment is situated. So that's one way that you can do it. Um, some properties... The more uh, prestigious type of apartment blocks may have a concierge, a 24-7 concierge type uh, place. And the concierge can obviously meet your, your guests. And if you know you have a, an agreement with the concierge, uh, give the keys or even show your guests uh, to the property. So that's one way of doing it. And then the most traditional way of doing it is that people have a, a key lock or a key safe uh, with um, a box that has a combination on it and inside the box are the keys for your property and all that you would do is issue the guests once they have paid issue the guests the code that they need to open the box clearly you're going to give them directions uh, exact telling them exactly where the box is and you know use the code get the key and um, help themselves or, or let themselves into the property. And the other way of doing it is actually to have a, a locking system that requires uh, a code to actually open the door. So coded entry uh, locking system. And again, all you would do in that situation is once the guest has paid for the booking, you then issue the, the code and... These systems can work via Wi-Fi so that uh, for, you know, once your guest has checked out you, over the Wi-Fi, you can change the, the code for the next guests. So clearly there's, there's more security involved in this system. The other system with the, uh, the key box entry, yes, you can change the code each time manually. So it's just more labor intensive. Um, so more expensive having a, a Wi-Fi enabled uh, key code entry, but um, you, know, you get what you pay for. And so that's another way of giving your guests access to your uh, properties. One of the other ways that you can give your guests access to the properties is with meet and greet. You can uh, have someone meet your guests at the property and physically uh, give them access to the property. So we do meet and greet with uh, our own properties that we manage. So we, we've got properties in Plymouth and Swansea and, and uh, Banbury in Oxfordshire. 
And so with our own properties that we manage, we do meet and greet. But we do have properties with some of our JV partners and they do it slightly differently, you know, the the other way of, of issuing key code access, etc. And um, so there's no, you know, right or wrong way of doing this. So all I'll do now is talk about meet and greet and the benefits of meet and greet and why we choose to do it with the, the properties that we manage ourselves. But um, somebody's going to have to do the meet and greet, clearly. So this is, this is why people choose um, not to do it. Uh, in the, our very early days when we were first starting out, we used to do uh, the meet and greet, uh, Caroline and myself. And by doing it ourselves initially, we were able to you know, systemize it and break it down and, and to create um, instructions and a checklist for, to then delegate that to other people. And so we now have other people do our meet and greet. Caroline and I, you know, we live near Peterborough now and all our units are hours away. So, you know, physically can't do it ourselves. So we've outsourced that to people and we pay our meet and greet uh, person or, you know, each person that does it £15 um, to do a meet and a greet. So that's, you know, has to be uh, paid for. But we feel that there are advantages of having that meet and greet. And so, you know, I'll, I'll talk about those advantages now. And, you know, some people might be listening. Some of you might be listening out there thinking, well, £15 isn't, you know, I wouldn't bother to leave the house for £15. Well, you know, you might not. That's that's fine. Um, but there are people that will gladly do a meet and greet for you. I mean, just to, as an example, some of our meet and greet people have previously been cleaners in our properties. And so they know the properties well. And for £15, you know, a cleaner will do a lot of work for £15. You know, an hour's work, a cleaner might be getting... You know, I've heard of cleaners getting eight pounds an hour. You know, ten pounds an hour um, is is pretty standard. And so there's a lot of you know hard work goes into that hour. And let's face it, what we're asking our meet and greet people to do is to go and and sit and, and in a lovely serviced accommodation, an apartment or a house that's um, nice and warm, with the telly on with the Wi-Fi, waiting for the guests to arrive and, and ring the, the phone number given or, or ring the bell. And so not too difficult. And I suppose one of the other things to remember is our meet and greet people, we're going to source people who live close by, so literally just around the corner. And so they could, you know, potentially just be at home waiting for the guests to give them, a, you know, a 15-minute notification that they are uh, close to arriving and then they can just go and meet uh, the guests. So it doesn't have to be a lot of uh, hard work for your meet and greet person. And, you know, at the end of the day, if they don't want to do it for £15, then they won't. But there are plenty of people that would be more than happy to do it. So, you know, that's that's how we get uh, uh, do it. So what we do actually say, if the guests are going to be late and then they need to, to let us know in advance, or if they want a late check-in, um, so if the guests are going to be late, they, they obviously are given the meet and greet person's number so that they can let them know that they're going to be late. And then also, if the guest requires a late check-in, then there is a late check-in charge. So that's typically £10, £15, that sort of price um, for a late check-in. So if people can't help it because their flight is causing that, then you know they, they will uh, obviously pay it or not when they apply for a late check-in. You know, if they're not happy with a late check-in, then they don't, then they they won't book. So that's the way we do that. 
and quite often when people want a late check-in or ask for a late check-in and you tell them there's a £15 charge, then miraculously um, they're able to get there a bit sooner. So, you know, I, I do advocate that you um, charge extra for a late check-in. So typical check-in time is going to be before nine o'clock. Later than that, you should you know, charge a late check-in. Um, if it's going to be really late, so you know the, the guest isn't turning up until the wee small hours, something like that, then in that, those circumstances, we will default to giving directions to the property and giving the key code access to the property. So it's not a situation where your meet and greet person is going to have to be sitting for hours and hours and hours to meet them. You don't have to do that, clearly. So one of the, or the advantages, so let's just run through some of the advantages uh, that the meet and greet person or having meet and greet uh, brings to you as a service combination operator. Well, let's face it, somebody going to the property before the guests arrive, that, that person can check if everything is okay with the property. Because if you don't do any meet and greet, then you're relying 100% on your cleaners to have left the property exactly how it needs to be for your guests. And unfortunately, um, in the real world, every now and then your cleaners are not going to do that. Clearly, if you've got good cleaners, then they are going to leave the property ready for your guests. But every now and then, let's face it, things happen and humans can make mistakes or have a bad day. So your meet and greet person is going to be able to check that everything is okay with the property. They're going to make sure that the property is clean. You know, let's face it, if the cleaner has had a bad day and, you know, they haven't cleaned properly, then your meet and greet person could quickly get, um, you know, a mop out or a cloth or a brush and, and just um, tidy the place. And we've had, even had situations where a meet and greet person has told us that the property has not been cleaned at all. And where, you know, it's very rare, but that has just been a breakdown in communications and the cleaners didn't realise um, the, the previous guests had checked out and were their scheduling, it was for the following day. And so that's the sort of thing that your meet and greet person will discover. And it's much better for it to be discovered before your guests arrive. And so, you know, your meet and greet person might be able to turn the, the apartment round, especially if they used to be a cleaner. Um, as long as you've got um, a store where there's some clean bedding, etc., and it doesn't uh, need too much cleaning, then the, your cleaner could turn it around or your cleaner could let you know. And if you do have an alternative property, you can uh, check them into that property or at least gives you time to arrange um, or be ahead of the situation rather than your guests, um, you know, calling to say that they've just arrived at a property that hasn't been cleaned. So that, that's an important one. Um, silly little things, you know, if it's not actually that little or silly, um, the remote control, you know, is that where it should be? Um, it's a really important thing that guests are going to come and want to arrive and, um, be able to use the TV and so is the remote control where it should be? It, uh, is the heating on the right settings? Clearly you want to, um, not have heating up too high or, or too low. So you, you should get the heating sorted and make sure that they're on the right settings. A lot of people with heating use Hive um, or, you know, a, a remote system where they can um, alter the, the heating remotely. And so that's, that's we've got that in some of our properties, uh, which is really, really useful. But if you don't have that set up, then make sure that your, firstly, your cleaners set the heating to the right controls and that your meet and greet person is double checking that that is done. 
and any maintenance, any maintenance that needs to be done in the property, your meet and greet person. So your cleaners should also make you aware of this, but as a back backup, your uh, meet and greet person is also going to make you aware of any maintenance that needs to be done in the property. Another thing that your cleaners need to have done and your meet and greet person can check is that the guests have left the keys, the previous guests have left the keys where they were told to leave them. So quite often what we do is get the guests to post the keys in the the communal letterbox area for the apartment block. That's obviously the number that, um, so the right letterbox for the particular apartment. And so the guests leave the keys in that letterbox. And then when your, your cleaner should check that that uh, key has been left, the cleaner puts the key into the key box. And when your meet and greet person arrives, the, the cleaner gets the keys and gives those keys to your guest. And then obviously, if the, the check-in is too late, then your um, meet your guest is told where the key box is so that they can retrieve their own key. So that's another useful thing that your meet and greet person uh, can do for you. So the other thing that your meet and greet person can do with your guests once inside the property is to show them how to use things like the central heating. It you know, might be obvious to people in this country how to use combi boilers, etc. But many of your guests might be coming from abroad and can't use your, you know, even people from this country, they might not be familiar with how to use your type of central heating. So your meet and greet person can show them, you know, even if you have got instructions in the property, sometimes it's a lot easier for people to follow instructions by being shown by a person. So that's useful. It could be how to use the cooker. Literally anything that, that could be a little bit tricky for somebody to understand, it might be the blinds in the bedroom, how to operate the blinds. What you don't want is blinds getting broken because someone's pulling the wrong cord or trying to force something and they're not doing it right. So something, anything that's a little bit uh, tricky, your meet and greet person can show your guests. You know, the the isolator switch for the, for the shower, you know, you're going to get, without guests being shown this stuff, they're going to be saying that the shower's not working and it's simply a case of pulling a cord or pushing, uh, you know, the isolator pressing because... The isolator's been switched off, you know, um, because sometimes guests don't want the extractor on or the extractor might be on for too long after the shower's been in operation or the light switch has been on. So those get switched off. So little things like that, your meet and greet person can A, be checking um, and also showing your guests um, how to operate certain things. The other thing that we feel uh, makes meet and greet really worthwhile is that your meet and greet person can be asking your guests why they're in town because they might have only booked for a few days initially and then they might be going back to where, you know, the town where they live, but then coming back for a much longer stay. Um, You know, it could be people that have got a contract, you know, in a local company and they're coming back and they, they, the second booking could be for five, six, seven, you know, weeks, even months. And so your meet and greet person, just by having a conversation with your guest, can ascertain that there's there's potentially a much more lucrative booking around the corner. And so one of the things that we do is we invite 
guests to book with us directly for any subsequent bookings. And they, we just give them the information of our website. So we, we hand out a voucher. And on that voucher is a discount on how to get that discount if they come direct to our website for subsequent bookings. And clearly, in that situation with the direct booking, you're not going to be paying the OTA fees, so the online travel agent commissions, if they come direct to you. And unless you had that conversation with the guest, you might not get that booking. So it's clearly a much better way of, of getting future bookings by having a conversation with somebody and just, just finding out what, what they're there for and are they coming back. And they there might be lots more people coming. That's the point. They might... This initial person might just be um, doing the initial groundwork on a project and then the following week there could be you know, 20 people coming. And so you can obviously um, provide the accommodation for as many of those people as you possibly can. And then the other thing is that uh, the guests are a lot less likely to leave a bad review if things are, have been rectified, if things are sorted prior to they get there. And guests are less likely to leave a bad review if they have met a person. So when people have met someone, it's a lot more personal. When it comes to leaving a review, if, they've, if they haven't met a single person throughout the whole of the process, then leaving a bad review is a lot easier for people to do. So, uh, you know, good reviews make you money. Bad reviews cost you money. So it's really important that you need to do everything you can to avoid a bad review. So let's let's talk about reviews because, as I said, you know, bad reviews cost you money. Good reviews will make you money, and you need to respond to reviews in the right way as well. Um, so respond to every every review, whether it be good or bad. Booking.com say that only one in nine guests will leave a review, so you need to ask your guests to leave a review. So that's really really important, and sixty four percent would be put off from booking if they saw a defensive or aggressive response to a review. So when a guest leaves your review, you then should respond to the review. And if you do not respond correctly, you're going to be putting off future people from booking. So yes, it's really, really tempting if you get an unfair review or a review that you think is unfair. It might be tempting to respond uh, aggressively to that or retaliate, if you like, to that review. But you really need to take some deep breaths. Really, sometimes you have to take some deep breaths and just think about how to answer the review in such a way that future people reading that review um, are not going to be put off by the way you've responded to the previous review. So I've got a review here that, um, you know, it's a very short review, but I'll just give you an example of how not to respond to a review. So this particular listing is a listing on booking.com. And, you know, the, the title of it, the, the review is top property, especially for a longer stay. So that's good. And the apartment itself has got 9.2 average review score, um, which is really high uh, on booking.com reviews out of 10. So anything eight and a half plus is, is pretty good uh, for booking.com. And so this one is doing this property is doing well. The only negative that was mentioned was broken blind in bedroom. And the positive was fully equipped kitchen, lovely touch of complimentary tea and coffee. So a really nice review. 
So how did the host respond to that review? Well, I'll tell you. Sorry, Rowena. I was not aware the blind was broken. The blind was working well when the last guest left. So that's just an appalling way of responding to a review because clearly the host didn't respond to the positives, only responded to the very, very, very minor negative and let's face it, accused the guest of breaking the blind. So future people reading that review are probably not going to be that encouraged if they're going to be getting accused of breaking things that they might not have broken. So that's not how to do it. When you're answering reviews, you need to say thank you for your feedback. Acknowledge the guest's concerns if applicable. So if there is a concern or you know an issue that the guest has had, you just need to start off with, I'm sorry that you. I'm sorry you had this problem, whatever the problem might be. Um, repeat the positive. So I'm glad you enjoyed, you know, the, the complimentary teas and coffees. You know, that would have been a nice way to have responded. Um, and, you know, thanks again for your feedback. So acknowledge the concerns, uh, repeat the positives and, and thank the guest for the feedback. And so, I'm, you know, I'm going to give you a bad review that we have had with one of our properties. And this is a property that gets 9.2 average review score on booking.com. Um, it's had 70 odd reviews. Um, we get the positive and the, the average review score that we got on this from this uh, guest was 3.3. Uh, but clearly, you know, even with a 3.3, the average is still well over nine. And so the vast majority of people have left good reviews. But Here's the thing, you're not going to be able to please all of the people all of the time. So you're just going to have to take this on the chin. It's a cost of doing the business. Uh, you take the good and the bad, let's face it. So this one, the positive was the location was close to the town centre. The negative, the property had a lot of defaults. I was disappointed as what had been presented on the website was very different to what I had encountered. The sofa looked 100 years old and very uncomfortable to sit on. It didn't feel like a home from home. So a really vague review, nothing specific, just not very nice and not actually um, going into any detail of, of what the problem was. So I'm not very helpful and, and just not a good review. Could it Was it for a, a competitor? Let's face it, we don't know. But remember, you're going to reply thinking of the people who are reading the, the review, people, your future guests. So we took some deep breaths and then eventually re we replied saying, thank you for taking the time to leave feedback. We have taken your comments on board and although the sofa is less than two years old, we will look to change it for something more comfortable. We're the, glad the location was good for you. Thanks again for the feedback. And that uh, wasn't easy to do. But that's the, the reply that we gave. So hopefully you'll find that useful and um, it'll help you with leaving your reviews and, and just try and take your emotion out of it. OK, so that's the end of this podcast on meet and greet. So guest access and how to leave reviews and deal reviews. Hopefully you found that useful and here's to your success in serviced accommodation. Thanks for listening to the Serviced Accommodation Property Podcast. If you have any suggestions on future content for this podcast, please message Kevin via his Facebook page, Property Soldier.